podcast. My name is Carlos Smith, and today's episode is sponsored by Shawnee's Home Cooking on Red 36, East Black Star Road in North South Carolina. Charlene's Home Cooking is a family restaurant that cooks like grandma with fresh veggies, meats, cooked order. You can do a meat with two sides, a meat with three sides, or a veggie plate along with sweet tea, Kool-Aid, and lemonade. Cakes, pies, and collard are also available for dessert. She wants you to feel at home anytime you visit, so make sure you stop by on Monday, Thursday, and Saturday from 11 to 6, and Friday and Sunday from 11 to 7. Everything is fresh and from the heart, so make sure if you're in town in Spartanburg, South Carolina, please see Miss Charlene for some of the best home cooking meals. Now, today, <clears throat> we're back in Atlanta, Georgia, once again with some very special guests. We interviewed them back in August, I believe, and left us with a, a lot of knowledge, a lot of history. Um, so we were happy to have these gentlemen back on again today. We're with Mr. Ali Muhammad, Mr. Abdul Rahim, and Malik Saleem on the True Laundry Turn. How are you gentlemen today? Great. Good. How you doing? Well, it's, a, it's an honor and a privilege to sit with you gentlemen once again. Um, like when we, we talk about you guys all the time because when we left here, it just it was a lot of great feedback and just a lot of history and a lot of things. Like we always say, a lot of stuff that we weren't taught in school and you gentlemen gave us a lot of that knowledge. So we appreciate you gentlemen once again for being back on with us again today. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, sir. So, so starting out, um, we're gonna, we're gonna, it is Black History Month, so we felt like it was on the right to have you join on for Black History Month. But before we dive into some other topics, can you, uh, would you please um, discuss some of your new products that you have? Well, the new product that we have right now is the uh, fabric softener. And we have a fabric softener because we got uh, feedback from our customers that that's what they wanted. But it took us a while to bring the fabric softener because we wanted to do something different than what the uh, fabric softener that's on the market right now. Mm -hmm. Some of the fabric softeners on the market right now has a lot of harsh chemicals in it. Even some of the chemicals will cause learning disability. So we wanted to have something that would match up with our laundry detergent. Our laundry detergent was uh, plant-based so we had to come up with a plant-based uh, fabric softener and we were blessed to be able to do that and we've gotten a good response from it. The people love it and it's not only good for our customers, it's good for uh, the children, it's good for the environment. So it's, it's been a plus and we just have to push it and let people know that we have it so that they can go out and buy it and give it a try. So how long has the, uh, the actual fabric softener been available now? How long was that, about two months? About four months. Four months. Four months. Okay. Yes. Sir, is, it any, is that the only new product that's been out recently, or is there some more things that you also have coming soon? Or? I don't know. Do we have it clear with y'all here last time? Free and clear. Oh, I think so. I believe so. Yes, yeah. that, that was it. Yeah. Free and clear. Yeah, so those are, those are the three three ones that we have right now. It's the uh, the other thing that's new is the, uh, the new packaging that's coming with it now. Mm -hmm. And where, um, let's tell everybody again how they can find all of these products, the best way to find them. best way to find them is go to lovetrueproducts.com is our website. Also, also find it on We Buy Black. And uh, you can find it on, what's the other sites? Find it on Amazon. Amazon. We can find it on Wish. And also you can find it on Estee now. Okay. And we will definitely make sure we, uh, before we close it out, We'll make sure we give everybody the sites again to um, to buy buy all these great products. Uh, we want to dive into some topics while we have some time. White gentlemen um, are here with us. Um, 
This is Black History Month, like we said, and I just want to know for you gentlemen, what does Black History Month mean to you? Black History Month is one month out of the year. It's telling about our history, what we've been through since we've been here in America. Um, it really showing us how much we have grown and become developed since we've been here. And to me, we have the, the best history in the world for people that has been uh, up on the slavery, uh, been brutalized, put a lot of fear in us, and we still survive and we keep moving, making progress. Nothing can stop us. We are, we've been a people like uh, a blade of grass that you see up under the cement. All we just look for a crack to bust through. And we are people that the Creator have been with us, like the Jews. The Jews was the people that have been under bondage. We're not the only people been up under slavery. But the Jews call on the Creator. And the Creator sent the Jews Moses. And they took what Moses taught them and they developed themselves in all areas of life. This is what we're coming through now. God has sent us some people too, like Dr. King, Marcus Garvey, Donald Elijah Muhammad. His son, W.D. Muhammad, and many African-American women, you know, um, they have been inspired. They got that, the spirit, God talked to them. Right. And uh, those of us, our leaders. Now, those people we're talking about right now, they're not here today. But there are people among us that he inspired today, young and old, that carry a message for young people. That's what this is about. We're carrying a message to our people. We're trying to reach the inside of them to bring in unity. That's what started this business. Mm -hmm. See, we was a people that have hate for one another in the African-American community. That was driven in us over and over. Not only by the slave master, but there was a guy called Willie Lynch. You know, yeah, have you heard of him? No, no. Willie Lynch was a Jew that came to the slave with a contract. I'm going to show you how to really keep your slave obedience. And he did a job on us. The statistic is saying right now in this country that when it comes to economic, it'll take us another 280 some years before we can catch up to the white man. Wow. Okay? Due to our, we have brain damage. We have broken minds. We don't have that love like other ethnic groups. If we did, we could have made some big strides in economics. We got academic knowledge now. A lot of lawyers, a lot of doctors, a lot of PhDs. But we don't own nothing too much, child. We do a lot of praying, a lot of singing and hollering. The mass jail for the Muslim Christian church. But we don't own nothing in these communities. We ain't poverty really still as a man. Some individuals now got some money. No, Oprah. <laughs> and, um... Michael Jordan and them, these are billionaires. Yeah. But go through the, or any black city, you see my people, man, it's, it's still up on, they're working from paycheck to paycheck. They're running up on the scratch, running to work to get their own time. Mm -hmm. So that's the state of us. But God sent his people, he has sent people to us, like he did to all people. When you call on 
the creator, he hear you and he will send you help. But now if we don't follow the help, man, and then if we don't follow leadership, we still going to be doing the same damn thing 10 years, 20 years, looking good on the outside. That's the state of us. Big cause, okay? Do a lot of showing off. Big bling bling. Mm -hmm. A lot of women's, black man. That's just the state of us. So we, this is an idea here that to show people not only that the black man putting out good products, he's coming together in unity now. That's the trend for us to cut a lot of that bad behavior. We have to put that, get that out of our system. We got to release some things that hurt us and cut the poison in the hate and merge and then go into businesses where we can leave a legacy. We got to break through. We can't keep doing the same thing African-American been doing. Yeah, you, you're a good dancer. You can tell jokes, play baseball, football. But ain't nobody leaving no legacy behind to feed us and close us, man. Absolutely. So and that's the history. And even, and even if you look at those athletes or those entertainers, they really don't own anything because they, a lot of times, they sign these contracts and these owners of these teams, those are the gentlemen who, who have everything. So they have to negotiate with them. So it's like, we still don't own anything, like like you were saying. Like, we have to uh, perform. And and like I said, I seen Dr. Claude Anderson, he was saying something, the same thing. Like, black people, we don't own anything. The only thing we provide is sweat, and nobody's buying sweat. So it's like, we, like you were saying, we absolutely have to, to figure out ways to come together and, and provide and uh, create ownership for, for our people like you gentlemen are doing now. So I really appreciate appreciate that as well. But um, what, what are some things that, what would you say is the first step for us, is, is for our people to come together and, and create some kind of, some sort of ownership? Well, first of all, I think that we need to uh, just get back to the basic of um, what we did in the past. Um, integration destroyed the African-American community. I was talking to a preacher in uh, L.A., and he said it would take us 200 years to recover what we lost economically. And all we have to do, I think, that I'm, I'm, I'm following, what, I'm just paraphrasing what he was saying. He said all we have to do is just get back to the basic of providing for our community. We should be able to provide everything that our community, uh, if we have clothing, if we have housing, if we have food, if we can get back to those three basics for our community and incorporate everything that the African American need, because it's not it's not something that and not something that we can't do. We can do everything. Absolutely. Now, what I've learned during this Black History Month is uh, because they put a lot of the Facebook has a lot of information out there, and I learned a lot about what African Americans have contributed to this world. Like one African-American gentleman, he's the one who invented the uh, cell phone where you can t walk from your car and take a... Because before they had just cell phones in cars, and you couldn't just walk outside with the cell phone. So he invented a mechanism that would enable you to move around with your cell phone. And I learned that during Black History Month this year. And it's so a woman who... Um, uh, the, the, uh, she invented the uh, sanitation napkin for women. The GPS was invented by black people. So all we have to do is just get back to the basics of doing something for ourselves, and we'll be okay. Absolutely. That's my take on it. 
And, and like you, I remember last time, um, when we talked about integration and how it kind of uh, hurt the, the African-American community, you were saying when Dr. King came to a point where he felt like he was leading his people into a, a, burning, a burning house. And it was something I was looking at in the past also was, it was saying that instead of, I guess, instead of going for uh, racial equality, he wanted she have gotten more into economic equality, equality to where we would have, I guess, asset, uh, some kind of connection to get these assets that we need. Um, how how do we? How do you feel about that? And um, what 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 can we? What else should we do to kind of kind of close that gap? It's like as far as you saying, come together. Um, can you expand on more about what Dr. King was meaning his message? Okay, um, that was a good question. He 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 made the statement, being that he was an inspired person from on high from God. He made a mistake from integrating because his research dealing with the government and the leaders of this country, that he integrated us into a house that was burning down. What he meant by burning down, that this country has lost morals. When your morals drop, I don't care how big your army, how much money you have, you're coming down. That's just it, it's just your morals. We have people been known to have um, strong morals in, from Africa. That's part of our history. Mm -hmm. And uh, Dr. King, with his insight and his leadership ability, he shined the light and he began to shine the light on our economic state. And he carried a lot from the, he didn't want to see his people too being killed at that time in the war of Vietnam. Talk against that and he stood up with it and he got with the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. There was two men from Georgia talk. We went and visited the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. He backed Muhammad Ali and Ali made the statement. So it took a lot of courage for a man to stand up against the government, a little man. And Ali, Ali stood up, he didn't mind dying. And that's what hurt us today. We have to start with ourselves to really uh, make progress. Again, begin with the individual. See, if the individual don't know himself, he can't be himself. All the things we're doing, 80% of us, we're not in control of that power that God give us. We are being like a person have, you know, to have them things you dance, shake and the man be dancing. Mm -hmm. we, we are that people. They control us by the economy. They're already thinking right now what type of clothes they're going to have out for the summer. <laughs> they don't give a damn if it's high heel shoe for men. The men's going to run and buy. See, we don't meet, we meet even, my movement is Islamic. Uh, I follow the Quran and I do read the Bible. But my people, even in the Islamic world, they come to, they go to pray on a Friday. They go Sunday. They get interface meetings. They, they pray all the time. But when it comes to planning like other people do in this country for their economic dignity, like my brothers in the same food, clothes, and shit, we don't plan on stuff like that. We get happy in the church. We just hollering and jumping. Same thing. You cannot know religion. Those are just labels. See? And we have to get out of that. That's why we so damn separate. 
God owned the country. You got to get out of looking at the politics of Donald Trump. They don't own nothing, man. His body going to decay like mine, going back to the dust, man. His bones pretty soon. We don't like strong people. We beat strong people down when they talk and we don't want to follow leadership. See, the individual that follow leadership within himself first, clean himself up from within and knowing that God gave you unlimited power. And you got to get with people, though, to get with people where you can make a breakthrough in our community. Because our, granddad, our, our granddaddy, my granddaddy and other great granddaddies, they did the best they could. They were some powerful people. Those people bought land. They took the meal, man, and axes and picks and goddamn, and they, they, they made the land work for them. My granddaddy never had to buy no uh, vegetables. He maybe bought 100 pound bags of rice. He never had to, yeah, he had his own chickens. He had a cow. Yeah, see, we don't have that. Stick to it. It's to begin with the individual to make the change. Each individual will have to make the change within themselves. They want to stand up and be uh, uh, not a fake. Don't fake the leadership. Mm -hmm. See, only the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, he was one of the strongest black men in the world. Because you couldn't fake it to be a part of his movement. Couldn't come into those faking it. You had to have discipline. You have to carry out the orders 100% that was passed down to me. I was a lieutenant under the man. And I had to pass it down to the private soldiers and the squad leaders. When the papers came in to New, New Jersey, it was 40,000 coming in every week. It was our job to make sure that 40,000 had to leave that area and got it into the hands of the brothers, even if we have to go take it to the man house. And our job was to make sure that people was paid for in advance. See, you're making amends when you can stand up and have backbone. Don't come in here with no excuses. We, we have too many excuses today. We can fake one another and make like you with a man. Look him in his eyes and lie to them. See. The movement coming back to crush that among us now. And y'all got to remember that. And it came through from Jesus called the crusher. That's the body of Christ. It's on. And we got to crush the weak people among us. Crush that. You see, then we can step up. We have too many Uncle Tom and too much fear going down. If we're going we to make a breakthrough in the black community, we got to do it now. We ain't got that much time. And we need the young troopers to step up. And get in line. Young men's and women's gonna help us do it. See, at our age, we got we on a short time. He gonna close out. That's just the reality, man. Yes, sir. Okay. Can I just say something on uh, Martin Luther King. Uh, <clears throat> think about this. You sitting in for equality, right? You sitting in somebody. You gonna leave your restaurant and go sit in somebody else's restaurant, right? and think that's going to make you equal. I think that what we need to do is reverse the sitting in. Start sitting in our own restaurant. Start sitting in our own business. Start sitting in our own dry cleaners. That's what's going to make you equal. You, you're equal when you do what free men do, what, what free men are supposed to do, is provide them the basic necessities of life for their community. Absolutely. See, we run off and start, what? thinking that we was going to be equal because the man said you could eat and forcing your way to eat in somebody else's restaurant? Think about that. Doesn't sound great, does it? 
So we gotta reverse that. So we still didn't change anything. And that's like I said with Dr. Carl Anderson, he was saying with um Rosa Parks instead of wanting to sit at the front of the bus, we should be trying to own our own. There was a guy who who suggested to Martin Luther King that when the buses wasn't running, they should buy the buses. He did that. So you gotta own something if you want to call yourself equal. You gotta own your uh, uh your supermarket. But to this, but to, in this day now it seems like like you were saying we really don't own anything. It's like pretty much what we know to do now is to go work with somebody else and build them. How how do we how do we get out of that mindset? Because we we talk about it all the time, like man, we wanna you know of course you wanna work to pay your bills, take care of your family. But it's like so many people now, our people are just looking just about trying to survive day by day instead of like thinking long-term and owning something, they just want to survive. How do we get out of that mindset of just like working for somebody else and to just complete ownership? You have to come with free thinking. Once you, once you, once you develop within free thinking within yourself, you can t do whatever you want to do. It's like anything that we should own if we think that we sh our people need to buy it, then we should own it the people who have money we have a lot of african americans who have money but the problem is is that they don't they fear investing money if you if you fear investing money you may never make any money and we have to get out of that fear of losing you came here with nothing you're going to leave with nothing so everything you achieve everything that you acquire in life is by the grace of god and once you have that, if you have this like, um, there's a movement called We Buy Black. It's a website called We Buy Black, where all the uh, products that's uh, bought and sold is sold, bought and sold by African American people. What what that platform is doing is giving an opportunity for a person who may, okay, I'm working a job right now, but let me go and invest in invest some money into a product that I can sell. Now, right now, your job may be taking care of you but in the future you should look at leaving that job and owning your own products and selling your product all across the world just like everybody else is selling theirs across the world and that's how we can start the ownership start small we don't have to start um, a walmart let's start a small mart and grow up Absolutely. but we also we, we got to be able to have a, a sense of we should have a product that we don't like the word, in Islam, we don't like the term ownership because ownership belongs to only Allah. It's just a trust to us. But in the sense of that term, we should want to have something for ourselves. We should want to have something for our children. And if you can't, um, if you can't afford it right now to invest in something, then pray for the people who are doing that. And then we'll come up as a community. See, that's another platform that you can buy and be traced on too, is to be about black. Um, is it? I want to go back to something else you said, um, Mr. Ali, that you said was um, about we have too many um, Uncle Toms. What 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 bothers you, gentlemen, most? Is it is it, um, to see see our people that are successful that, like you said, are Uncle Toms that that when they get in these positions they don't do for our people or look down on us. Or does it bother you more when you see somebody like this, a white person that's racist or any other race that's racist? Or does it bother you when ours look down on us? You're never going to stop a person from being racist. Mm -hmm. If he's racist in his heart, that's a disease in his heart. Mm -hmm. 
And it's only a very few people out there like that. The majority of people are not racist. And what we got to do is just don't even worry about the people who are racist. Just worry about ourselves. Just like the people who have money, in the, like the entertainers. They go and buy Bentleys, gold chain, everything they buy, every dollar they make is spent right back with the people they got the money from. They, they have very few investments. Those are the ones that you would think that would invest in the community. If we had those people come back to the community and invest more, we could alleviate a, alleviate a lot of crime in our community. But they go to the European community, they spend all their money there, and they leave their community just like it was. So I don't think the answer is going to be in them. I think it's going to be in the grassroots people. That's so important. Yeah, and 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 uh, the time we're living in, um, the Christian people is the biggest population. We are in the church still, even though a lot of people don't go to church like they used to. Um, I think the the ministers have to enlighten the people in the churches now more about economic. So we can't sit back and wait. Um, they, they say the research say it's going to take 280 years before we catch up in economic with the European people. This has been documented. It's out there. Now, we have to turn it around. We try many things. Marching, politics, voting. It's not going to help. See, we, we are inferior people because we don't own nothing. Okay, but even though we have more power than any people that walking on the planet Earth for what we've been through. We know how to bounce back. We can take a little and make a lot with it. We still in prison. We, we didn't fought every war. See, we got strength, but we never had good leadership in but, but a few of us. Okay, we faked the thing too much for me. So you got to be ready to die for it. Like Muhammad Ali stood up, said, I'd rather die before I go in there. See, we don't have that today. The people tell you that they're with you, and shit, that's this game. They're not with you, man. They're going to take the good that you pass out. They don't give a damn about you. That's why we suffering today, because they don't like good, strong leadership. See, a leadership going to tell you the truth. He ain't going to put no cut on it, okay, because he loves you. That's what you call pure love. Pure love is like two kids, like we say, come in here right now, white or black. They're going to have some fun. We can't do that because we got a lot of damn ego. You see, we jealous. Where you from, man? What school you went to, man? They're checking your shoes. We black folks got broken minds. We got to realize that we sick first. That's what Alam Elijah Muhammad told us. I'm going to have to operate on you. Well, he, why he ought to operate on us? Because we didn't love self. When you don't love self, you're not going to love no damn body else. You might as well get that in your head right now. And that's what hurt us today. We love everybody else. We run and be grinning with all these Indians, Chinese people just giving them money. Some people don't love you, man. They come over here to get wealth. But now if the leadership in these churches and the mass, yeah, the Muslim long with it. Don't be a fake. Just be a sincere person. I'd rather respect a man if he said, man, I don't go to church. But I just want to be sincere. I'd rather be with him than a man who just praying, but he don't give a damn. But he come up off the prayer rug and hate you. See, we're doing that too much now. You see? And then we got to speak on it now. If you got leadership in you, and you sit back too and zip your lip and you don't say nothing, 
No, God don't. May God make his man. When you see the uh, Harriet Tugman, the spirit hit us. He said, no, I'm going back to get my people. Don't give a damn about dying. You can't kill the spirit. You can take my body out. But this, that spirit that has been put in the people's hearts and minds, they're going to be here a thousand years. That's Muhammad Ali knew that. That's why he stood up against the government. Then when he was standing up against the government, I was in the military with an M16 and a 45 sleeping in the jungles, man, with a team of people to kill. My time my right foot hit the ground, they trained me kill. I was a killer. Now, when I was in the jungles in 1967, they had the rights in Newark and in Detroit. Now, I seen a picture on the Ebony magazine. <clears throat> it was two months after the riots. I seen a National Guard with a short-off shotgun and a sicker in his mouth, a Caucasian. And in front of him was a black lady laying on Springfield Avenue dead. Ten feet up, there was a young black boy, brother. Not even look like about 12 years old. They, why they killed the people? Said the people were stealing alcohol and beer and running into the street. You didn't have to kill them. So you could put yourself in my picture, in my shoes. I was double-crossed. I'm in a jungle looking to kill somebody for America. And the man is in my backyard shooting my innocent poor people down. Did that cause an issue with you um, fighting the war? And, and you, of course, standing with Caucasian people. Um, did, did they give you kind of trust issues with them seeing what was going on back home, but at the same time you were still fighting the war with them? Well, I was a little more aware that I was really fighting for myself, me and the other brothers. Mm -hmm. We got caught in a double cross. Double cross, okay? <laughs> and um, I had to put my attention on the power bigger than me. I knew that I couldn't get out of this situation unless the Creator take me out of here. I couldn't rely on an M16 that carry a magazine with 16 round and tear your meat up. I had to rely on the Creator, because the M16 would jam, click, click, give a damn, you walk on the enemy. So I had to surrender. I said, hey, I'll give it up. I know I couldn't make it back to my people, unless God gonna take me out of here. I had to trust, I had to believe. And that's the key today. As long as we believe that God with us, man, we got to stop putting so much attention on being so afraid. I step out on faith every day I wake up. And I know when I wake up, God is in me. And I try to stay connected with the Creator in me. I stay in the moments. I'm not into what happened yesterday. I'm not, can't get into tomorrow come. That's what we hurting so much at. See, when you got, like Muhammad Ali had faith in the Creator, he know the Creator was with him. Bring the army, man. And bring the guns. I'm ready to die. See, that's the kind of faith that we got to have today to break this economic dragon that is eating us up. They got to be a group of us come out of this thing and show the people that we started this business with nothing. A little money. And we took it. Now we didn't put it out there with uh, um, Millions of dollars have come to us in the years we've been open. We have touched a lot of people, but still, we do have to keep climbing up the mountain. We haven't arrived to the top of the mountain yet, brother, okay? And the real, one of the reasons is that my people are so asleep and they're afraid of one another. We've been conditioned to don't trust a black man. He don't know what he doing, see? What, what kept us progressing 
that we did some things that in the first year that most people couldn't do. We put a strong image on our products and we made sure that we put very good contents in the products because we got love for the people. We wasn't just putting something out there, rushing, pick up money from a person. No, we wanted to make a, a friend. We want someone to trust us because we want repeat sales from this. We want people to stay with us. And you can't uh, hoodwink people no more in the black community. You got to come with love in your heart and come with a primary product that if when they use it, they say, listen, let me tell my sister, I'm saving money with this. Let me tell my mother. That's what we look for our people. We can go up just with the mar marketing from the black community. But he haven't caught on fire yet like we wanted because we need the entertainers and all the young people to tell people about us. See, my people sleep. They don't give a damn. They'll run to anybody to spend money for food, clothing, and shelter. They don't put too much attention on what you have right here in your community, what these brothers have put out. When other people see oh man, they're marvelous at what we're doing. Now, we're not saying all people like that, but the percentage of black folks right now is still sleep. They're like dry bones in the valley. Ain't no life in it. And it was kind of something like we, we, we talked about last time as well. Like we can have the same exact product, but just because of the name, people will feel more comfortable going buying yeah. something else instead of our product just because of the name. There's, there's something else we have. Condition. Mm -hmm. We all condition. But we're breaking that too with the help of God. There is a big movement going on, like he said, when we buy black, the other young brothers and sisters are merging together and pulling their resources. See, there's a big change taking place now. Big change for black dignity, having our own. But it's it's a it's a process. It takes time. And because we we dropped the ball many years ago when we dropped the land from Alabama, Mississippi, South Carolina, and we ran to the north, the New York, Baltimore, Philly. We dropped the ball. <laughs> and you had land as the rock. We got pieces of rock. You can dig in the ground, man. You can plant your food. You can cut the trees. You can build your house. That's what we don't like no more. See, we want to live in the modern stuff. We got to have every damn thing, push button, the brand new car. We, we got to go back to some of the basics mm -hmm. with the help of God. I seen, uh, uh, Malcolm X. We we actually showed Calvin the video. We were watching a little clip of uh, Malcolm X. When one of his speeches was uh, the the house Negro, field Negro, and he was saying kind of the, something along the lines of what you were saying is um, like sometimes we will love our our masters more than they love themselves, and we'll go we'll we'll just we'll spend three times as much for a house in another neighborhood just to say we're the only Negro that that made it. Kind of like you were saying, just um, just just that being conditioned that way. Yes. But but a lot of the things that he spoke spoke about was just so so powerful in a sense. But we still need to, like you were saying, get out of that being being conditioned. But do you do you see anybody today? Um, not saying that they're on that caliber of uh, Dr. King or Malcolm X or Elijah Muhammad. Do you see a leader in our community today that's out there that's kind of trying to get us in the right direction. I see one brother 
Sharif Abdul Malik that's trying to help the overall community to go in the right direction. And that, that direction is morals and morals and principles and economics. Because you can have money, but if you don't have the morals and the principles, the money's going to leave you. And it's a group effort. See, the leadership has to be a group effort now. And I think that's what's important right now. Because if, when we have a group effort, what happens is, is that we change from the bad habits that we had when we were enslaved. And that is to breaking down the love, the natural love and trust that we should have for each other. See, other people can come together and put money together and pull their uh, resources together because they have the natural love and the natural trust that a group of people should have for, them, for each other, right? We don't have that. We have to look at that. We have to say, you know, we have a lung detergent, right? They've been trusting time for I don't know how many years. But they'll start asking us questions like, what's in it? What does it smell like? Yeah, they have not done any research on these other products that they've been using for years. So we have these type of habits that we have to look into. We have to change our habits if we're going to change our future. But it just seems like our people are so, like you say, any other uh, any other race, like their people normally stick together. Like well, ours, for some reason, kind of, like you say, we don't trust each other. We don't get along. And it's, it's not all of our people, but, you know, a lot of them, you know, we just have an issue with trusting each other. No, that's an effect of slavery. So you have to, we're not normal people. No. Mm -hmm. And being that we're not normal people, just right out of slavery and out of Jim Crowism, uh, they did a job on our people, and we never really haven't had anybody but a few leaders in our community to address that problem. And we're just not normal people because we came from that slavery mentality or that slavery era, and it was it was no unity there. When you have children taken from their families and sold off, that's an effect on you. It, it carries on. You see a lot of men that walk away from their families. They didn't just walk away from their family. That's that's something that happened back in their past, and they haven't corrected that yet. When the slave master come and tell the child, I'm going to sell your son to somebody else. That's your son. And it has a big effect on us until we we need to really address those problems in our, our psyche, our soul. So we had a leader, and still our leader today because of the knowledge that they left, Imam W.D. Muhammad. And he said this, he said, education is the number one priority. Why is the education the number one priority? And what is the definition of an educator? An educator is one who is actively involved in leading people out of ignorance. That's what we're talking about. When we talk about what happened to us in the slave, we got to educate ourselves on the things that are happening to us so that we can change that. That's the type of education. Not education on somebody else's curriculum about themselves, right? But an education that's going to address what we need to address for our people to make the changes that we need to make changes with to be successful in this life and in the next one. Because that's what he was talking about. When he was talking about the money, right? The money got to come with the morals, right? Because you're going to leave here. And you won't leave the money. So when you leave here, what, what, what are you going to take with you? You got to take strong morals with you to end up in the right place. Absolutely. And like you said, like as far as the education, 
like the stuff that I was asking Mr. Ali about earlier before we, we um, started shooting this interview, so much of that stuff was just completely left out of our curriculum. Like when we were talking about Malcolm X, um, they, I don't even recall them even, I mean, of course we heard the name Malcolm X, but they never took the time to educate us on Malcolm X or, or Elijah Muhammad. And of course, you you could, you would see why they wouldn't want us to know that stuff because they don't want us um, to be as educated and have that knowledge and, and know that we can do all these great things. But it's like you're saying, the education is very important, but it's, it's the things that we are taught that we have to kind of educate ourselves on. They educated us on lies, for instance, like Columbus discovered America. Mm-hmm. You got that type of education, right? And then we have this question thinking about Donald Trump is a liar, right? And when you studied the history and the social studies that we were taught, it was nothing but lies. So mm-hmm. how can you expect Donald Trump to be anything other, other than a liar? Exactly. Absolutely. And that, that, that was one, another one of my questions because for you, gentlemen, what, what actually during that time when you were growing up, what, what did you learn in school about history? Because it's different for us because we didn't grow up in that era. So of course, we just taught whatever they, they had us in our curriculum about Dr. King, but you gentlemen were actually alive when Dr. King was still here. So what was it like living in that moment? And like, what were some of the things that they were teaching you while you were in school? You got to talk about uh, George Washington Carver, Booker T. Washington, men who were doing things for themselves, who was doing things for the community. Right? Mm-hmm. We got taught all these we got taught about our people because you were in the you weren't going to the schools like the integrated schools then. You were going to schools, man, that were never African Americans there. You had African American teachers there, and you had educators who cared about us at that time, you know? Mm-hmm. Different school, different teachers. And I guess before like we said with integration when when that happened, that stuff kind of went out the window because we didn't really learn it. Integration also, the African-American morals was was superior to anybody on this earth before integration. When we integrated with that European man, we learned all his ways. And that's why you see a lot of this decadence in uh, our community right now. The more we learn their ways, the, more, the worse off we get. We didn't have the, when I was growing up, African-American didn't have the bad morals they got right now. But being that you got integrated into those schools and you got uh, acclimated to their way of thinking and their way of doing, African-American people didn't do this stuff, man. But they learned those ways from them. A good example of that is that right now, we used to tell who, who did what crime. Right. We can't even tell. You can't tell anymore. Yeah. If somebody did some horrible crime, no, you know that was a white man. But now... You just have to wait for the news, man. <laughs> you got to see his face. You got to see his face. Yeah, man, yeah, yeah. But not that we dropped all the way down. Now, it's a lot of us that's still strong. A lot of African Americans still strong. And we're the ones who have to kind of like go back and help pull those that fall into the wayside. We have to go back and try to help pull them up. Absolutely. And I that's want, our job, too. Exactly. I want to talk about, we kind of touched on it towards the last the last little bit of our um, previous interview. Um, I know I'm talking about this a lot about the previous interview, so if you haven't had a chance, make sure you guys go back and check it out. But we touched on a, like a little bit towards the end was um, Dr. King and, and Malcolm X. Um, to me, 
Like I said, we didn't learn a lot about Malcolm X, but I watched the documentary on Who Killed Malcolm X, and they, of course, they taught us about Dr. King. But to me, one of the key differences I've seen probably uh, may have been with Dr. King. Would, to, it seemed like he would have been like kind of turned the other cheek, but Malcolm X would, wasn't like about turning the other cheek. He did, I don't think he necessarily believed in violence unless he had to defend himself. But what what would you say were other like the differences between those two? Because it felt like they both wanted equality for African Americans. It's just the way about going about getting equality. Well, Malcolm was an extraordinary leader. He had a lot of passion for what he did under the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. He became the top representative for the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, and he stayed with Honorable Elijah Muhammad for twelve years. Um, Dr. King was taught in India on Gandhi reached him. He was an intellect, but he was prepared in his heart. God blessed him, inspired him, because my people did a lot of praying in, in the South, man, because we was up on the bondness. You know, your granddaddy, great-granddaddy, it was a lot of cold hate was going down on a black man. He wasn't worse too much. They could bring, come and drag you out your house and hang you or beat you down. And that's just how it was. That was known. So God did answer the prayers. Those two men was great leaders. And King was the more massive. He touched masses of people. Just like uh, Malcolm too. He touched a lot of people in his life. But Donald Elijah Muhammad was the little man behind Malcolm. Mm -hmm. That's who reached his heart when he was locked up in the prison. And a lot of brothers in prison, they come up under the Nation of Islam back then. And when they hear the teaching of Jesus' teaching compared to what Elijah was teaching, it fit them. And they made progress and they took responsibility. For themselves. See, God already give you your tools, but if you don't want them, Elijah taught us how to use the mind. He was a scientist. And Malcolm knew how to use it. He was a people's person, very charismatic person. He was a leader. And the people liked him. Intellect, self-taught, not from the college now. Malcolm only went to about the eighth grade of school. Elijah did three. <laughs> okay. So, but it show you in America. Uh, a lot of the intellects, they're good people, um, but they couldn't solve the, our problem. They have all kind of master's degrees and PhD in our community now. Because we, we merged with the European, we went to Harvard, the best schools. But none of them couldn't come back and solve our economic problem, man. Okay? Now, book uh, Marcus Garvey. See, the leadership is big still today, but it's already in people's heart. And when you've been taught by these people, then you have to go out and do your work now, too, because you're, you're getting ready to leave here. Some of us have been prepared for this. This is not an accident to be going into business. I've seen my granddaddy do business and earn money. I've seen my daddy do business. From a kid coming up, touching money. People come to my house and paid money for his own 
uh, uh, wine that he made, and they bought beer from us. I shine shoes for black folks. I shine shoes for white folks. I pick cotton for white folks in the field. I pick beans for white folks to hustle, get money. So we just have to learn to take responsibility for our individual self and heal ourselves from the slave psychology. When we can get that out of our system, the more we get that poison from us, oh, we're going to go out, champ, and break through. But see, we got that poison now. That's what's holding us back, you see. That's what I see personally, because I dealt with people all my life. I touch people in the business world, and I touch young people that come in the nation of Islam, we had to train them. That is holding us up. What school you went to? What city you come from? We do a lot of that too damn much. Where you from, brother? Still, we say look at a man as a human being and stop the hating and put that love there. Then we go up overnight because we got the numbers. Our powers is network. We got 47 million of us live here in America now. There's no excuse. I don't want to hear no excuse from no African-American because this is the best time we ever I'm 73 years old. I've never seen a time like this to make millions. But we sit back, man, and hate on one another when a man step up. They try to show them, come on, let's come on with this. It's going to work. And they're still going to try to find something wrong with it any damn way. Mm -hmm. That's why that girl said, damn it, if you don't come, I'm going to blow your brains out. We're going to have to crush, crush in, the, in the Christian world. You got to get with the Christian, and you're going to have to get with the Muslim, cut the difference, and crush the weak people. Get them out of here if we're going to get some dignity. If not, your children, man, going to be begging for a job and rushing to the white man up on a damn slavery again, and they give you a paycheck. That's it. They don't want you to use your creativity and your imagination, the power that God give you to create your own in this world. Hell no, keep that nigga running and rushing up on the stress and you like, okay, you tell your daughter, Joanne, you got one more damn time to be late, I'm gonna fire you. See, we men and we got daughters and shit. That's why we put have business set up where they go to school and come back and run the business. But hell, if we don't cut that hate and shit out of us, we ain't gonna have to make nothing either. See, I'm fighting that today, and I'm going to fight it every time I see it raise its head up. We're going to put some gasoline to try to burn that shit up, because I'm not doing it for my personal self. I'm doing it for my people can come free, man. You, that's how we got to do it. It's not no individual thing with me no more. God didn't save me, man, from sleeping in the monsoon and carrying an M16 as a killer in the 101st Airborne. God didn't save me to come back just to be a mediocrity person and show me his love. That he took me out of hellfire. No, I'll come back to build enterprise. I'm going to stay in my role. And damn it, if another person come in to try to stop me, he better get out of my way. That's how it is. We got to stay like that to get some dignity. If not, we're going to be begging. Your daughter going to be begging. Your wife going to be begging for a damn job. That's not no dignity no more. That's finished with me in my book. I'm finished with that. We too old for that. Let's clean that act up, man, and step out. If, and damn it, if anything go wrong, let's iron it out with the law. We got laws that we follow in this university in every book. And then the law sell all that's God's law, what he told us to do, and principles. And we stay on those principles and laws like you guys. Y'all stick together. Y'all come in here to listen to older school. 
the experience that we've been through. I respect your energy. I feel your vibration. You feel my vibration. You can tell if I'm a fake, right? Yeah, because I'm telling you what's in me. It got to come out. Hell, if it wasn't in this mind, in this heart, I couldn't talk it like that, champ. But we need people to push that. Stay with us. Don't say one damn thing and then flip up. Just, just, next day you didn't change up. I don't want that around me no more. I'm finished with it, and we have to, we have to try to burn it up. Release that. Get that stuff out of our system now where we can see empires. We can have our own building like this. We own the building. We build the building. We own the land. We got our own supermarket. We got the tractor trailer coming in, bringing in collard greens, watermelon, cantaloupe. Because we eat this stuff every day. Don't talk the talk if we can't walk it. Even if you got family living right here and you got family, why you can't? You got a cooperation? Then we be eating the same food. Let's buy all our food together right now. We know what we're eating. Now, if you can't do that in the church, you can't do that in the mass jail, why are you praying so damn much and still poor? Man, God not hearing that shit. You ain't nothing. See, that's what we do a lot. We try to impress people. You see? We got to cut that today, and it's the best time it ever been in the history for us to rise up the economic dignity and, and keep our morals strong because that's our strength. We can't fall for what the white man do. Hell no. Let him go on out like that. God got our back. He, we know God with us. We wouldn't be here talking today, champ. I mean, a man know that, and you know, you see that in his work. You see, what's inside going to come out? And then if we put out good, like we're doing with these products, it's cause and effect. Good coming back to us. We show love to people like you guys doing, it coming back. But if we got that hate and shit, then you put out hate, hate coming back on you. And that's, we're against that 100%. And just to touch on something else you were saying about the dignity and, and the paycheck, we, we were actually talking about that on, on the way here, you know, working, uh, just working for somebody else. It's like, you, for me, I, I feel it every day, you know, of course I have to, you know, take care of my family, but it's just like, man, I, I don't really want to live this way, just showing them, like, because I feel like if I, if I stay here, I'm showing them that it's okay to just settle and work with somebody else all your life and just work to you till you kick the bucket or whatever. And I, it's like just trying to break out of that mindset and show people that you can do you can do the same thing that I'm doing. Whatever you want to do, you have the ability to do all that. Even in reading, you, I read everything, all these uh these books I'm reading like people take a chance, they step out on faith and believe in themselves. They don't always want to rely on somebody else to hand them something. Right, right. But we just have to break out of that. So all you have to do is just have an exit avenue, exit plan. You have to have. I mean, you have some. We have to work to take care of our family. We just can't say we're gonna stop working and not feed our children, our family. Have an exit plan. The exit plan should be something that you want to do that you have a passion for. Right. But also be have an exit plan and know that like okay, five years, ten years, three years, I'm out of here. I'm going to do something better. Absolutely. And have faith. Just go on faith. Absolutely. Because when you go on faith, God, God will help you. Yes. I know this. Yes. And then after you take care of your family, you got to have an idea that you want to take care of your community so that you can create something for generations to come after you. See, that's, what, that's what's driving us. It's driving us to take care of our family and then take on the responsibility of community life. See, that's what's important, right? 
See, the more responsibility we take on, right, the more God is going to bless us, like the uh, like, uh, believer was saying. He's going to provide you with the knowledge and the, and, and the strength, man, and the, and the spirit, man, to go and take a bigger thing if you think bigger. You see, other people, honey, they talk about what's going to happen to the children, my children's children. See, they take on that responsibility. They take on the responsibility of their family first, then they take on the responsibility of our schools in the community, right? With your family, you take on the responsibility of educating your children, right? With your community, you got to take on the responsibility of creating schools in your community, right? So, and create avenues for food. All of these things that you could do for your family, you got to think about community life the same way and take on that responsibility. Then you take on generational ideas, right, that you can put in place, man, for young people and generations to come after you and create generational wealth in our community. Absolutely. And I want to talk about this, uh, something like Brother Moody, you were saying about uh, handouts. And when we, and we kind of built on that last, the last interview as well about um, reparations. And you saying, you know, we're just talking about we don't know what kind of what how reparations will look like or is it any dignity in, in, in having reparations. And what maybe I want to tie it into this as well because I, I'm thinking about now today when we look online, so many people we're friends with on Facebook um, excited about tax season and, and taking these checks and you know and it got me to think about reparations is if I don't think money is a good thing because we see it every year when people get this money from tax season, like higher thousands of dollars and then they just take it and then it's within a couple of weeks, it's gone. Let me show you a story. So, okay, I'm not calling a name, but as a brother from the West Side, when you talk about the same problem with money, with they get their tax money back. It's a brother from the West Side. He got $8,000 back. And he went to the strip club and he made it rain with $8,000. Now, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, just throwing away money. <coughs> His whole income tax check. For one night, he wanted to look good. For one night. Now, you talk about reparation. Just think about getting thousands. That's eight thousand dollars. For the average man, if you give him two hundred thousand dollars, if his heart ain't right, if his moral not right, some would actually kill him. Yeah. It would. The money would actually kill him because they couldn't even sleep for wanting to spend the money. So reparation is not our answer. If, if, the, if, the, if the European man said, look, I'm going to give you all the money. Now, they give them the money, and two, two years the money is gone, you destroy the whole race of people again. Because the money is going to be gone. And now you have nothing else to look for. Or you can think about, oh, man, I had $200,000. I had $500,000. I have nothing now. So your whole spirit is gone. You're, you won't be any good no more. So they want to do is buy cars or a house or Man, they're not all gonna, kinds of stuff. They're going to they gonna party first. Yeah. Yes. A lot of that money just going. It's going to go right back to the people you got the money from. Mm -hmm. And then destroy you and enrich them again. Yeah. That's what I think about reparations. Mm -hmm. That's so it sounds like to me that we need, uh, our reparations should be knowledge. Knowledge. Mm -hmm. I love God has always blessed us with reparation. This knowledge that we have sharing with each other in this room, mm -hmm. this is reparation. Right. Because you won't find too many African Americans talking like this around the country. 
It's a lot that talking like this, but you won't find that many people talking like this. It's because the knowledge came. And that's our reparation. God has already blessed us with reparation, with knowledge. That's key. I think it, it could. I, and my barber, he was saying, in a sense, he feel like they should definitely do something in like our communities and in our in, in our communities and also in the school system, kind of doing something to these school systems because the system is so broken. Maybe in some kind of way, not in terms of not giving us money, but like some kind of way, just we can't ask system. them for anything. Mm-hmm. The people that have the wealth in our African American community. They let that money sit there and they invested in European communities or European stock markets. Invest that money in your own community. Mm-hmm. Have a pride of like, we want the best school in our community. If we took that attitude on, we won't have to have, we don't ask some people for nothing. If you ask them for them, if somebody want to donate something to you with no strings attached, then you're obligated. You could take it. But you're asking them to come and help our schools. And we're showing that we still haven't made it yet. Right. What we need to do is build our own selves up. And it started already. Yeah. It started. Mm-hmm. So you see a lot of changes in the African-American community right now. Not as much as we need to, but it's still starting to change. Yeah. 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 Booker T. Washington, George Washington Carver, what did they do at Tuskegee? They didn't ask the white man to build Tuskegee. They built Tuskegee with their own... Hand, they they got the brick. They made had the this bricks. made the bricks. They got the students to do the labor and built the institution. They didn't ask anything. Tuskegee is still standing today. Uh, I want I want to ask this question because I know some people are watching, um, and they they may be looking to to do something different with their money instead of just buy partying and buy clothes and wasting yeah. money. So so for people tax for taxing people who are going to get ready to receive these. Thousand dollars, however much they're gonna receive. What would you tell them to invest in, or what should they do with uh, their money for the people that want some advice on what they should do with? Let me tell you what what's going on right now. There's a change taking place in the currency. Um, it's been known that the dollar bill is eat up with inflation. A hundred thousand dollars is only twenty thousand. I bought my first brand new car in 1968. Brand new, out of the show, wasn't. It? I paid close to seven thousand. Now, if I had put that seven thousand in twenty-four karat gold, and see, look at it today, so many millions. Wow. See, gold is the real money, brothers. Listen to this. Mm-hmm. That come from the Creator. Okay, God put the gold in the mines there. There are ways out here now, and it's about educating yourself. It's about education. We don't know. To know is to do. We don't know how to be financially free, the masses of black folk, okay? Because we listen to the wrong damn people too much, okay? When the light come on and the light, when somebody shine the light on something for you, then if you don't go get it, then you're going to be left behind, okay? When they showed me over and over about why 24 karat gold is the real money and they're teaching me today, I go to classes on it. You got to put time in things. You gotta cut the damn TV off on that damn stuff we're looking at. And you gotta be educated, okay? And no excuse now. You can become financially free in a short time today by saving gold. 24 karat gold is your best bet now. There's many other things out here too, but it's more easy because 
you can get it in small pieces. Only 1% of the people have gold. Gold is damn near $1,600 an ounce right now. Study going up. I bought gold many years ago. It was $200 an ounce. Sold it. But now I don't want to sell it. I want to. The way you go up in America, you have to have assets, man. Okay, assets. That's the best asset you can get is 24 karat gold now. And dollar not is being eat up. You can have a whole lot of dollar bills, but this shit ain't going to be worth nothing. So what I'm giving you now, take this, man, and run with it. Go do your research and study and make good decisions for your family and your children. I'm putting all my children up under the 24. That's better than life insurance. I don't play, I usually, I have played the stock market. I played day, uh, day trading before. But today, your best investment, the best way for you to be financially free is save a lot of gold. Save it every month. And uh, you can save it every week. Because that's how my company is set up. Let me finish there. Let me say this right here. Okay, no, let, me, let me finish there. Because I'm a good, I give you the flow to you. Just hold up. You can save it by the week or you can save it by the month. But I'm saying do it. Just do it. Don't ask no question. I'll give you some information to take back with you. Okay? Now some people ain't going to mess with it. That's just how it is. We can be conditioned. We got a lot of damn fear. But I'm saying when God send you something, I'm jumping on that boat right now. Now it's up to you to take a look at it. Okay. I, I want to I want to share this with you though. You was asking about is somebody what they can do with their tax money. If you're interested in becoming a true distributor, that would be a great time for you to look into it. Go to you can go to our website. Go to our, go to our social medias. Just put your information in there that you're interested in becoming a true distributor, and we'll get back with you. And let you know what you need to do to become your own, have your own business, right? And come along and grow along with us in, the, in, in this London church business. In this household, you know, complete line of household products is what we strive for. And there's many other uh, avenues that you can, uh, you can like, if, if uh, like some people want to start, uh, like, products. African Americans use a lot of products, so... Find a product that people use every day. <laughs> if two people say, look, I have my money to invest, you have your money, we can work together and produce a product to sell, not just to, all over the country. And eventually, that, that you can sell it all over the world. Mm -hmm. But it has to be a product that people use every day, mm -hmm. a need, not something that somebody a, a want. Now, I would say go invest your money in a new sneaker name now. <laughs> Now, invest your money into uh, a product that people are using every day. Exactly. Yeah, you got products on the market. Uh, just not just the laundry detergent. We have toothbrush by uh, Core Oral. Invest in a hundred cases of those and sell them in your city. Invest in other products to sell. If you've got a, a idea about coming up with a product, come up with your own product. Don't have no fear about investing. But we have to kill that fear about investing because if people get ten, twelve thousand dollars back, if they don't really invest anything in a month time, it's gone. Yeah, then you got to wait another another year for it to come back again. Yes, sure. See, but you can have that. You can say, "Well, I'm gonna take this money and just I didn't have it anyway, so let me invest this money, and your twelve thousand can make you a hundred and twenty thousand throughout the year." Right, and the, that's key. The best investment is in you. See, if you don't grow, brother, in the power that the Creator gives you, 
It don't care what you do. You can't be assuming shit, even though when you get ready to go into business, mm -hmm. you have to do research and follow the top people. Don't be a disassuming, okay? Because you got the power of God that give it to you, but you got to know how to turn yourself on and self, that's self-motivated. And you got to know self and, and, and keep increasing your power. One of your powers is your imagination, man, your creativity. Your focus and your concentration. And then those are the people who create things and run businesses. Okay? You just don't, many people have products, but they don't have the skills to market the products. You got to know how to market now in the 21st century. Every, any mean necessary marketing. On the internet, direct sales as a whole, you got to be able to do it massively. If not, you just be sitting there with product because you have them understand it's all about people. If you don't see, that's what this business is about. The laundry detergent is about people. The carrot, the 24 carat gold, it's going to help transform you to be educated that your daughter and your wife and nobody have to worry about no more money the rest of their life. When the man put on his hat, the old guy who doing the teaching me up there in Virginia, try best is his name, been out a long time. He put freedom. You want to be financially free. That's what our leader and teacher, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, and his son, Imam Belladine Muhammad, been trying to tell us, man. Then when you're free like that, oh, man, look how much more service you can do for your people. But if you're sitting up there and you're afraid that you ain't going to make enough money to pay your rent, and the man going to take your car, all that fear and that stress coming, you're going to smoke more dope, you're going to drink more alcohol, because the fear is on you right on. But now you got a chance to step up, especially young people, anybody 18 years old is ready for the benefit. And we need to train people while they're young, put it in the school. We have the information, brother, and the education to educate people how to be financially free now. No excuse. The time is right. God then sent another ship for his people to get on. And then if you sit there and think Ali just talking, he have to, now one thing I, I, I have to do with black folks, black folks like this. Black folks has been hoodwinked and tricked by their leaders too much. When something new come on, they feel, oh, how much money are you making right now? See, when you connected with the source, God got all the money. We telling you that. He created everything for you. And all you got to do is follow the other guys. When I'm listening to a multi-millionaire, I don't ask no damn question. To, on a certain question, I would ask him, this man, the man who teaching me at work on a job at, in the bank of giving loans for 15 years. And I mean, in, in four months, in 21 days, he give the people his, say, hey man, I'm going to do this 24 karat gold. And then right now when I got heard about it four years ago, it was about 500,000 people today. It's been about two months since I've been in, my wife, and I'm putting my children in it. It's over 700,000 people, close to a million people, ain't it? And we looking at getting 10% of Atlanta. Atlanta now is 7 million people. He said, we're going to 10%, we're going to fill the stadium up, the new stadium that is built downtown. Now, I like those kind of people because I know they're real, and they're sincere, and they're all color, all humanity. It's not no fake, okay? It's not nothing that's uh, going to take your money. You can come in just free. 
just to invest, just to save gold. Now, if you want to come into it and buy a franchise, then they got it set up. You can come into it with $200, okay? I can show you money in a credit card that I already made from the company. In a short time, just telling people about it. Tell people how to save 20, save real gold. Tell a lot of people, and you make a lot of money. Now, that's that. Now, if you want to come into the true laundry detergent too, that's a piece of cake for you too. Y'all already talked with you about it, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. See, we giving out opportunities. We're not sitting back just talking about this thing. But I want to see my people, man, break through. I want to see you working in five more years. You should. I mean, really, you can come off your job in about four or five months, brother. Yes, sir. Now I'm not just just talking. You no, go. So. You go look at the people that's teaching it, and they're teaching me the same thing, man. I'm learning it. I'm not telling you no lie. I bought that man that told me. You see, he's seen some of the people, right? I went to the league. Yeah. That's all I can do, baby. I can take you to the water, but I can't make you drink. Absolutely. Yeah, and I got love, and I got love for a person. I'm gonna try to show that because I want for him what I want for myself. I'm gonna we got a few more questions. We'll wrap it up. I want to ask you um, about Uncle Elijah Muhammad. He was gone. He was gone long before we were born. I was born in '92. But um, do you feel like the things that you gentlemen learned from him, you felt like you were just kind of obligated to pass that knowledge down for? The future generations. I must say this, being a student and an officer under the man, seen him many times. Set, I set front roster for him in 1972. That's top security, okay? I uh, seen him doing it theology at the time in a new place that Mr. Farrakhan, we bought that for $4 million. Now he opened the door for me. He was a man that opened the door. Uh, his teaching was about his people to rise up in unity, okay? Now he did talk some things was too far to the screen. There's a lot of mystery. And some things was too far about another people. But if you watch him, 1974, go look at it on YouTube. He clear all that up before he passed it. Don't call the man a devil. See, yeah, he took this country from the Indians. The Indians wasn't doing nothing with it but fishing and hunting. Then he said, if he let you take it, take it. What he meant, we have to take it with knowledge now and morals. The country is for the taking. You got to take it. So he was a man that had love for his people because he knew his people was the dry bones in America. Didn't have nothing. No content. Weak people. Sick. Okay? Mentally and physically. Sick. He told us that we was the lifesavers of our people. That's why I put the papers on my arms. We had to go take that information and education to the people. I mean, he made books. We knock on doors, not just walk the street, because we was taught what you're learning from the man that was going to set you up to be financially free. And he told us, too, I'm going to put you on top, and I'm going to take the ladder from beneath you. You're not coming down. And he wasn't lying, because his son came in after him and cleared the mystery up that we was up on the two, and bought the word from God, the book, the Quran, that come to heal us in our hearts. And that's what helping us today. We couldn't have never put this together if we didn't have the creator out front and leading us. No, uh-uh. Even though being up on the Lodge, Muhammad, even though going to college, even though being in the army and all that, 
See, we know that if the Creator don't guide you now in the 20th century, the time you're living in now, that's your priority. I don't care what you call God, man. Religious just mean being sincere. Don't be a fake with it. Go to him for you when you got problems. You see, he'll answer the problem. He hear you. He's more closer to you. Is inside you. But my people tell that that's what hurt us. We we talk that talk about the church and about the uh, Islam and all that. We don't really trust that. There's a lot of fake people wrong among us. If we did, man, we could break through this thing. A small amount of us just band together. It don't take that many. But we, when the heat hit the fan, that's who you find out who with you. People turn the other damn way and leave. Okay? When I call the heat hit the fan, the heat is hitting the fan on us. We're losing the children, what this man talking about. We're losing to a prisoner, and we're losing them to being perverted people. Weak people. Weak and wicked, too. Just like the European man. The man said it right. Because the man kept pushing us away. You know, like a, uh, like a woman. That uh, want this man, and the man keep you know, you don't pay her no attention, and that's how the white man did us. I came up in that era, man. You can't come in my restaurant. Hell no. You can cook the the damn pancakes. You can make the salad for me on Merlot Beach. You can't sit down. You can't go in the water, man. That I swim in. So that made you inferior. Something is wrong with me. What the problem? Damn, the people, damn, some of them look about like me. My great-granddaddy was a white man. A damn Irishman, I know this. You see, that put that, that put that inferior. That put that on some bad self-esteem, low self-esteem. You see, I used to hear a song in the old days. I did it all too, been in the street. I thought I was born a loser. That was a record that used to play. I was born a loser. See, and that's what happened with black folks, man. We don't have strong self-image. Our self-esteem is bad. The shit that we've been through and that we always say the same thing over and over. See, that slavery puts up on us. Then the white man doing Jim Crow and all that shit. I worked for him in his fields. I worked for him in the, in the restaurant. I washed his dishes. I cooked his pancakes for the man. But I couldn't go swim in the same Atlantic Ocean. That ain't no long time, man. We know him. We got the leadership. It's in us. See? But we're going to have to have people around us, though, that know who we are and don't be trying to put the fake out. See, if God didn't put it in you, don't you get up there and try to take the light from the man he put it in. It's among people like Killer Mike, great leader. Love him. You see, he got guts. He ain't going to be biting his damn tongue and scared of white folks. See? And there's many more young leaders out here. You see, and that's what we need to, to, to gang up with that group. We got to merge now more than ever. They got them like this in Alabama, Mississippi, all over certain people that got a good heart. And they've been burnt, been in darkness. See, been in prison a long time. You see, but now they didn't break through. It's like that blade of grass. See, all you need is a damn little uh, hole. I'm coming out. And that's why we took this and bought it to where it's at today. Now, we got to put all the energy to bring in young people to help us market this stuff all over the world and get a big percentage of all people, white folks, South American people, all people got to wash clothes. So we are grateful for the people that have been supporting us for these many years. 
Those are our heroes that stand with us. That's where our love is at in people. That's where the leader, Elijah, was so powerful. When I saw that little man in 1968, my first Savior day, when he looked out, he said, y'all look so good. I love you. I felt the man. I was ready to run and do anything for that man. I already did for the general, West Moland. Now who he was the general in Vietnam. I killed for the country. Now I'm up on a real journal. That's why I moved so fast in the nation of Islam. They could have told me to go blow this man house up, set up some claymore mines. I know how to do that. I'll sleep up on that by my damn self in the rain because I know how to put, you know, I was trained how to do it. So Elijah drew people like he knew when we came in, everything shot up. Okay? That was one of the most powerful leaders in the world. That little man that came from Georgia with three grades of education. That's who helped made his son, made Muhammad Ali, Herbert Muhammad, Malcolm, Malcolm X. Okay? So that was my daddy. I didn't have no too much of, uh, image of my dad. Be honest with you, that's my personal story. My dad was a bad man. He taught me some things, but he didn't, he messed his mind up. He was a player with the girls on the weekend and didn't know who his wife, she'd give him seven children and he didn't have the knowledge of a woman. He abused her, okay? And that was his gift. And my mom taught seven children and was glad that we, he was like a pharaoh in the house, <laughs> okay? He wanted to rule with the steel. And God didn't like that. My mom, you know, she didn't, she taught us to respect him, but we could have cut his throat and killed him the way he did my own mother. See, a lot of black men came up like that because they taught me, said, man, if your wife is not doing this, whip her. No, that woman don't belong to you, man. That's God woman. You're going to get killed now you try that, okay? So, so we came up through the era, brother, of dark times, okay? When Dr. King, when they marched and all, all that, there was a lot of hate in us. We was revolution. Um, uh, Imam Jamil Alameen, I went to Mecca with him. He was one of my leaders, too. When he came to Newark and taught in the streets, okay? Burn it down, okay? Stokey Carmichael, all of them was revolution. We come up in the revolution every time. We didn't mind dying, but now we don't want to give up our life, man, and don't see our children. I got great-grandchildren, man. I want to see them living a balanced life in this world, man. That's why we fight so hard with this. So we, we want to build teams of people and to train young people to help us in marketing help market this product all over the world. So there's an opportunity here for anybody that want to come with us. Believe me, we got people that's right here in this city is earning money. We got people up in Jersey and Philly. We, you know, we have it in stores, but we're looking for more distributors every day. We, not only that you're going to make money, but you're going to grow with us in all your areas of life. Money don't make you successful now. Hell, if your family life is not balanced and your health is gone, you ain't got no social. We talking about being balanced human being. So we giving it up, man. And we, we give it to our people. That's who pushing us up. We need 100,000 people right now to buy this laundry detergent. Out of 47 million, 
this $100,000 sent us $15. That's not asking too much out of $100,000. Would you agree with that? Yeah, man, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I want to, I know we got to come on quick. We got to get ready to wrap it up. But um, you say you come up on uh, uh, the Nation of Islam, Elijah Muhammad. Is there a, would you say it's a misperception? Because like we were talking about earlier in the documentary, they tried to make it seem like someone from the nation was the one who killed Malcolm X. Is there a misperception, did you say, about the Nation of Islam? No. Um, that leader was so powerful and strong, and the people love him. Um, it wasn't just called so-called black Muslim. That name came from the news. We were, we were just Muslim, not black Muslim. Now, when a man have that kind of love, and you open up his personal life and spread it out to people, he ain't got to say nothing. He ain't got to even make a suggestion. You just don't do that. You respect leadership. That's what he put out there. That's what hurt us today. We don't respect leadership. You see, you couldn't come there running your mouth and tell the officers what you want to do. They got a program for you to come in here. And I came into the Nation of Islam in 1968, coming straight from Vietnam. They told me, said, brother, after you get your ex, now you can come. I was selling paper before I got my ex. Now you can come into the FOI class. And the lieutenant told me this and told me you got to go to classes to study. You got to learn some martial art. You got to learn this and you got to follow orders. So I already know how to do that because I did it up in the military, man. Okay? And that's what made you a leader today. The man who was a good follower, he was a good leader. So the, with Malcolm, Malcolm the one who opened the door for me. A brother from Chicago gave me his autobiography, the hardback book, when I was in Vietnam. When I came out of Vietnam, Markham was my man. Like most intelligent people today, they went to school, they're academic, they love Markham. But Markham was a gangster, thug in the street, a pimp. Okay? Elijah touched the man like he touched me, like he touched Muhammad Ali. So you got to understand that. Wasn't Markham. Markham just was a student like Farrakhan. Yeah. And then, but we had put a lot of emphasis on Markham. The intellects, you know, you know, college graduate. They're talking about Markham. But who was the man that got touched Markham when he was in prison? That's it. And that answered all that. And you don't have to look at it. If the FBI didn't want Markham to live, neither. Hell no. He was waking up a lot of people. But you couldn't come against a little man like that and talk about his life that he had, you know, right, you, you wouldn't really want to think about that. Something wrong with your mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's how it went down. Mm -hmm. um, is there, do you worry about, do you gentlemen worry about like our African-American leaders being targeted, being killed? Like for instance, you said, I remember they showed that Elijah Muhammad, his phones were being tapped up. Malcolm X being killed, uh, Dr. King being killed, uh, even up to this day, one of our favorite people we looked up to uh, was Nipsey Hussle, somebody that's been killed. Do you, do you fear, worry about like that some of our leaders are being targeted or being killed? Well, see, I, you know, I have to say this, I'm in agreement with what uh, Raheem said, the, the uh, leadership is in the people. And you can't kill all the people. The people, the leadership is in all of us. So, 
There's, there's not one person that you could say, well, you can say, well, he's the leader for all African-American people right now. That's not going to happen again. No, no. But you got leaders out here within the people. You got a group of people. So there's no fear about that. Yeah, see, we kind of sometimes we we tend to put more give the white man more credit than what he need, man. <laughs> He's not God, man. He's just a man. He he got he can't even help himself right now, shit. Let alone help us, man. Right. Do something to us. He needed he look at the look at the condition of the of the government right now. Right, it's terrible. Bankrupt, bankrupt, morally bankrupt. bankrupt. It's totally all of them bankrupt. Just bankrupt. And other countries, they're looking at this. Is, now, they're supposed to be leaders of the free world, and they're acting like this. So, they got bigger problems than what we got right now. I think, that, I think a little change of leadership is in the making, from what I'm looking at. Yeah. That's what we got to look at. Yeah. Whatever, whatever they do, man, yeah, ain't nothing on this earth going to stop what we're doing right now. And that was one of my other final questions, though. With Donald Trump, President Trump, he, he always says, uh, "Make America great again." But had, in your opinion, has there ever been a time where America was grateful black people? Right now. Yeah, right now. Right it's now. The greatest time right now. Right now, America is grateful. Yeah. You you can travel all over these other countries. When you come back to this country, yeah. we'd be glad to get back to this country. Right. We're still in one of the best countries in the in the world right now. In our situation, all we got to do is keep our Get back to our morals. We'll be okay. Don't get tricked into following the European morals because morally he's bankrupt. Man. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, oh, go ahead. No, that's clear because this is owned by, see, this country was built, it's owned by God, one, one creator. And, oh. it was, and if you understand that, then you don't put too much attention. And we as a people, we like to put a lot of attention on the president. The president don't own nothing. Oh, okay, he own a lot of big buildings, physical. But all that stuff, man, he gonna leave behind. God own all everything and everybody. And that's where we have to put our attention. He gonna guide us out of this. Now, one thing I have to make clear on is African-American people have to get knowledge of religion. Right now, most African-American people have knowledge of Christianity that the white man gave them a Christianity. They haven't really went to the Bible or went to the source of Christianity and studied the religion and came up with their way of, of teaching and practicing their religion. They've practiced the religion from the white man perspective. Okay, now, the old saying saying, if a man don't treat you right, what makes you think he's going to teach you right? It's never going to happen like that. So we have to go back and find uh, the source of everything which is God, the creator. And we have to separate that God from the person who the white man told us was God, which is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is not God. You can look at Jesus Christ any way you like, but Jesus Christ, the white man, the image that they gave to the black people, enslaved the black people. Now the same people who said that... Uh, you, we're slaves. You can't, you can't cross the road. I'm going to sell your children. I'm going to put you on the auction block. He turned right around and gave you your religion and gave you a white man as God in your religion. And we didn't question that. But we should have questioned that. It's nothing wrong with Christianity. Christianity is a beautiful religion. But 
we can't take Christianity from the white man. We have to study Christianity for ourselves and come up with our own idea of what Christianity is. You have to go back to the root knowledge of Christianity, right? Because the knowledge that you have is like if you look at the Bible, right? The King James Version. The king was a politician. So you get a political version of the religion instead of going in the root of the religion, right? And in the root of the religion, like Lincoln said, you ain't never going to find nowhere where Jesus said he was God or was equal to God. Never. Unless they put it there. They put that in there. Yeah. Now you want to go back to ancient Christianity, go to Ethiopia and find that's where a lot of uh, the Christians started. But then they need some help over there too because they got this white image of God in, Christ in uh, Christianity over there. But that's stifling the growth of black people, that white image. You tell a child, they had a study, uh, which baby, they took two dolls, a white doll and a black doll, and they asked the child, which baby, which doll looked better? Almost 10 times out of 10, the black, doll, the black child gonna say the white doll looked better. Now you got a white doll up there, and you asking, you put a black doll and a white doll, and you ask the black man, say, well, who is God? 10 times out of 10, they gonna point to the white man as God. That's gone. That hamper our growth. Yes, all we got to do is erase all of these uh, images from religion. God has no color. That's the good erase of uh, racism is in religion. Is religion. Because they teach you from the very beginning, right? They show you a picture that this racism is when a group of people say they're superior to the other race. Why do the Caucasian people say they're superior? Because you worship them as a so-called God. That takes them up. You saying that this man is another level above you when he's on the same level with you. The word racism is in religion. And when you remove those images, it should be no images. Take or remove all uh, uh, colors from the from divine. That's all you have to do. Then we're on an equal playing field. Yes, absolutely. Let's get ready to close this out. Um, my final thing I want from you, gentlemen, um, even any of you, if all of you want to join in, it's fine as well. Um, of course, we're getting ready to another election year. Um, even though, like you saying, God is in control, the Creator is in control. What would your message be for Black America moving forward? That we have to learn to trust and love each other and unify. That would be our. That, to me, that's going to be the solution to our problem. Because when we trust each other, we will buy from each other. Mm -hmm. We will support each other, right? And, we, and, and, and love and trust. Trust. You ain't gonna love nobody that you don't trust. See, we gotta bring that love back between ourselves, right? And that trust will come in, right? And then we'll be uh, we'll have great success because we'll be unified. Absolutely. Well, um, the the Republican and Democrat is finished. All that is an, that's antique, the old way. You don't have to bring in a whole new movement. The old people that have been there for many years, 30, 40 years, they're some of the worst enemies that this country has. Jesus pointed the finger at those people when he came. He said, sitting in high places with tosses on their head, okay? And the politician has been our enemy. That's who start walls. That's who bring and drop bombs on people. We know them, okay? That's finished. It ain't got nothing to do with who's Republican. All these old people are crooks and all of them is wealthy. We made them wealthy. They work for us. We pay them.
Okay, it's for the people and about the people. That's how this country is made. But we so weak, the body is weak. So they do what the hell they want to do. And they stay in there for many years. Look at the Democrats and look at the Republicans. It's the masses of white and black. It's our fault. When they get ready to send a, a drone somewhere to blow up a person, they do what they want to do. You don't, they don't, if you work for me, then I'm supposed to tell you what to do. Listen to the people. It's for the people and by the people. But all that is old. That's not going to never work the way it's been going. If you got any sense, you would go more your time and energy to what the creator is telling you what to do as a human being and do that. See, get your family together first. We the one needed more than anybody in the, in the in America. We don't have it. We don't have that free enterprise working for us like the Chinese and like the Koreans and the Vietnam people. We need help. So by we putting all that energy, talking about the Republican and the, and some of them saying that Republican is better. Some see Killer Mike said no, that stuff is finished. He told that all of them when he came here, but. We done puff and all of them they had a big show. That's finished. That's old. That's not gonna work. Forget about it. It don't make no difference for me, because I've never been a voter. You know, I vote maybe one time in my life. But you got to take what you got among yourself, man. Let's get the land. And build our own houses again. And and, and grow our own food. That's got to be the call for us. Don't wait don't waste no energy on that. They're not gonna help you and me. They're gonna help some people that's close to them and their family always gonna make me. I love what Killer Mike said that, that, that we both conference. He was saying the only thing we're arguing about is who's the best, who's the best master. Yeah, sir. That's finished. Mm -hmm. And yeah. we should have that leave that alone. Don't put no energy on Now I noticed you about when you started your podcast, you was advertising an African American restaurant. Absolutely. Right. Now that's what we have to get back to. That's yeah. what I see we have to get back to. Supporting our own restaurants. If a brother open up, brother or sister open up a restaurant, we support our own. Why should we drive to the north side of town? We got all the African American owned restaurants on the south side of town. It's crazy for us to do that. We need to get back to that community involvement, spending your money with your community. If we spend our community, if we turn all dollars over in our community, our community will come up. We'll be just like the Wall Street in Tulsa, just like Auburn Avenue and every thoroughfare in America. They had their African-American uh, communities, and it was thriving because we spent our money with ourselves. We'll come up overnight doing that. That's it. That's it. All right. Well, I want to thank you gentlemen again, uh, Mr. Ali, Mr. Rahim, and Malik, for uh, taking the time to sit with us um, we really appreciate you, gentlemen, because like we said, we, we're all about giving our people flowers while they're here because like so many times, a lot of people, like you went, the things that you gentlemen went through, you've seen, um, it's a blessing for you guys, gentlemen, to still be here and be able to share these stories. So we greatly appreciate y'all taking the time to, to sit with us. Yeah, we thank you all for taking your time to come out and driving from South Carolina here to Anytime, and I, I love these conversations because, like, like I keep saying it all the time, they don't teach us this stuff in school. Mm -hmm. So when we get a chance to come sit with you gentlemen, it's really an honor and a, a privilege and a blessing to be here and talk with you guys. And we also got you some uh, some some uh, uh, t-shirts over here as well. 
But before we get out of here, can you tell Jim, everybody watching again once again how to find all your products? So as you can find our product on thetrueproducts.com, on We Buy Black, it's also five stars on Amazon, and uh, the other two, uh, Wish and Esty. All right, and I hope you, so you guys go make sure you go out, buy these products, and keep supporting them. Of course, like we said, we have to support our own, invest in our people, invest in yourself, but most definitely invest in your people, because... That's, that's one of the most important things we need to do right now. But until next time, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, this history lesson. So until next time, keep chasing your dreams. This is Across the Line Podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Across the Line. Across the line.